Listener Production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. Still no AB, producer Luke, uh, filling in again today. Appreciate you. Um, Sorry. I'm trying. Actually, my boss, our boss, Blair, before came in and said, because I've been exercising a fair bit, yeah. oh, you look like you've lost a lot of weight, which nothing better mm-hmm. than, than when you've been working out and when someone actually notices. Yeah. Losing weight healthily, obviously, not just work, losing weight. Hard work pays off. Yes, yes. People are that. noticing. It's good. I'm thinking of doing something next year, and I've flagged it with my trainer, mm-hmm. and he's on the fence about it. I'm thinking of two-a-days. A what? Two-a-days. Two workouts a day. So one bright and early, Sparrow's Fart, and one around lunchtime. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. That was his reaction. Mm. He's like, look, you can do it. You can pay me a shitload of money, but I don't know if you get bang for buck. Yeah, I don't think so either. Why? Because um, there got- is a thing called overtraining. Right. What and, and when you overtrain uh, and you don't recover enough, right. that's when you get injuries, and that's when you're injured, you don't do a whole lot, oh, and God. then you go reverse. What I have... Um, and I think valid concern about is if I get injured, I'd be an absolute punish here. Mm-hmm. Because, again, for anyone that works out out there, they understand it. It took me a while to get it. When I work out, my mental health is much better. Yeah. I'm slightly less of a punish to be around. I think yep. that's fair. I'm a little bit more positive. Yep. When I don't exercise, as much as I don't admit it when I'm not mm-hmm. exercising, I, I, I need it. I'm clouded. I... I... Well, and I think your trainer will probably agree with me on this, is yeah. we just need to up the intensity of your current training sessions. But I feel like it's intense. That's why I wanted to go to two-a-days, because I feel like they're intense and I'm not quite fit enough. So I'm like, oh, if I go to two-a-days, I'll get fit. No. You just up the intensity, you get fitter quicker, and you don't get injured. Also. And you get better mental health. I'm going to bring AB to boxing one day. Oh, yeah. I just want to see if she can throw them. I didn't, I'll yeah. put a photo of my head on the gloves. Oh, because she's got little arms. I reckon she'd be good at the rapid fire. Yeah. The reach would be an issue. Yeah, the reach. I'd love to put her in a charity boxing fight against yeah. someone else with no experience. I just don't think she'd do it. No, but that's something. Like, if if we found the right woke lefty cause, I reckon she'd half mm. consider it. You know what I mean? If we're raising money for left-handed kids that have, you know, never had the opportunity yeah. to hear... Dolly Parton's music or something like that. I just, you know, I just, I feel like she's so highly emotional. Um, there'd be more screaming than a Maria Sharapova match. Like, and it, it wouldn't be good ways either. If if you had to match her up with a celebrity, who would it be? Oh, I don't know. That's hard. There's not many celebrities that I think are attainable that are also at AB's I know, height. I know they're mates, but Liesl Jones works at the oh, Triple yeah. But they are, and they are good mates. Yeah, but Liesl towers over her. Like, yeah. T- Liesl's tall. Yeah, we need a short queen. Yeah. Right? Maybe my partner, Abby, because she's uncoordinated. That would actually be quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm picturing it's very funny to me, yeah. anyway. Um, today, uh, I think we're both in good moods because we had uh, or two of my favourite guests that we've had this year. Yeah. Um, 
Jimmy and Nath, who are part of our, our listener um, community. Their podcast is outstanding. They've got a second one on there called Born Funny with the, the stories of the rise of the great comedians in this country. Uh, they covered Movember, which they've been ambassadors for yes. for a long time. I think the story of how they got involved and, and the battles that Jimmy in particular has had, really fascinating stuff. Secondary to them doing some Movember stuff with us, they played movies in a minute, which is always <laughs> a chaotic game. This one's yes. probably... You were you exceptionally said, chaotic, yeah. yeah, but so funny. <laughs> but they are they are funny boys. Yes, do not miss that. Uh, also, speaking of comedians, Jared Goundry is a very talented one. You brought to my mm. attention and brought him into the studio today. He's touring regional Queensland, yep. uh, ex army. Yep, and money from his show. Some money from each one of his shows actually goes to uh, ex military as well, which yep. is unbelievable. Some veteran causes. Yeah, yeah, very funny guy. You can check him out on Instagram for more. Uh, enjoy the podcast and and. I don't know if we'll have AB back this week. I hope we do at some stage if she's well enough. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But if not, it's me and you, baby. I'm getting sick of hearing my own voice. That's fair. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Joining us now, uh, a couple of the ambassadors for Movember. Incredibly talented, these guys, and I probably don't tell them it enough because I just like to make fun of them. But if you haven't caught Jimmy and Nath via the listener app, uh, they also have a podcast on there called Born Funny with names such as I didn't do the research for that one. <laughs> The gentleman <laughs> joins us this afternoon. Hello, gents. Elliot, you sound like we do when we meet our guests for Born yeah. Funny. i got no yeah. idea who they are. <laughs> Dave Hughes, who the hell's that? <laughs> we had Wendell Saylor on. Wendell Saylor, your listeners will know Big Dell. He's not a funny man. Well, we had to do something for the Triple M fans. Oh, uh, that was yeah. <laughs> Bring in the over 40s, Kim. Well done. You've, um, you've spent time with Dell. He just forced his way in. That's, um, that's what he does, quite literally. Yeah, yeah you try saying no to Wendell Saylor, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, you've been part of the Movember setup for quite a few years now. Uh, why is it so important to you? Because I reckon something that even myself, I probably don't pay enough attention to is it's not just about one thing this month. We're raising awareness for testicular cancer, prostate cancer, and, and mental health as well. Wow. Yeah, look, I mean, um, I'll be honest with you, Nathan, I started it when we, um, like, or for me at least, it was just a joke, really. I I was growing a mo because uh, Grilled, the burger place, were giving away free uh, burgers if you're doing Movember. And Um, we were cheapskates. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, But then with that came, you know, participating in Movember events and, you know, that led us to, well, led me personally to figure out, you know, I had depression and anxiety, which I didn't know before that Mm. because having these conversations, I was like, oh. Oh, hang on, that might be me. Um, so that it's been a huge part. I mean, that's why I've got you know the their logo tattooed on me. Actually, I have any logo for you know McDonald's and here somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, he also ha- he has grilled on his right <laughs> bum cheek. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it really holds a special place in our part. And and to be um, you know official ambassadors these days, uh, yeah, really blows my mind. Yeah, for me, um, I mean, I've been doing it for this is my thirteenth year, I think wow. now, Jim, isn't it? Yeah, thirteen yeah. years doing it. it. It all started back when I was at school, Elliot, and uh, one of my close friends. Um, or close friend of both of us, but he, his father unfortunately lost his own uh, lost his life with um uh, with testicular cancer, and it was a battle that was going on for for such a long time, and uh, and and it was him that you know kind of started this whole you know movement for us to get involved as a school and, and as a friendship group to be a part of Movember, and then from then on, you know, I I uh, realised and researched what Movember was all about, and as you said at the start of this, Elliot, it, it stands for so much more than that. Uh, uh, Jim spoke about you know uh, his mental health journey and how Movember's helped that, and and you know that's why it's such an incredible thing. 
thing to be a part of. Nate, for, for you, mate, and, and I'm not good at this. I, I, I don't like a lot of people. I, I've probably got four really good mates, no one else I really care about. But <laughs> when any of those people struggle, particularly mentally, I wish I could be a better friend. I'm, I'm actually really not good at broaching those, you know, we talk about the are you okay discussions, sure. being able to help. Is that something you've gotten better at in time? Oh, absolutely. It, it was something that I was really horrible at at the start uh, because I, I didn't know what to say. Uh, and as somebody, you know, I, I I struggle with controversy. I struggle when, you know, people are feeling down. I just want to make them feel better. But something that, you know, uh, Jim's helped me understand and my other friends have gone through stuff is like just because you say, oh, you know, put a smile on your face or give them a tickle and make them laugh doesn't instantly cure what they're going through. Yep. Uh, and I think the biggest thing that I've had to learn is just to open my bloody ear holes and shut the hell up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I been mean, the big thing. I think, yeah, yeah I think you know, like the biggest thing for me and Nath, because he is a person I, I talk to most about my mental health, it's it's not, he didn't learn to get better at talking. He got learned, he learned to get better at listening. Yeah. Um, which was a huge thing because a lot of the times, like, I don't even know what's going on in my own head and it's just nice to, to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you don't, I don't want people to fix it sometimes. I just want to talk and someone listen and then, you know, we go do something else, watch the footy, grab a beer, yep. whatever it is. And being being honest about it as well. Like, there yeah. was situations, there was conversations earlier that, that, that Jim and I, I would have and I would say mate I don't know I don't know what the answer is I'm here for you whatever you need but the key is to direct them to somebody who does know and that was the conversation that Jim and I had which eventually got him into seeing a psychologist okay well movember.com there are a number number of questions you might have that can be answered there are a number of ways to get involved as well our, our guest today on the rush hour Jimmy and Nath from listener also uh, the born funny podcast blocker roach potentially the next guest if you're rolling with <laughs> Old footballers people don't care about. Boys, we, we might actually get you to stick around next. You are two of the closest individuals I've ever met in my life. And, and to be honest, I want to separate you. It, it's straight after this on Triple M. <laughs> oh, God! Triple M's movies. You are a toy! In a minute. All right, our guest today from Listener... Very funny duo. If you haven't heard them, check them out, Jimmy and Nate. They also have the Born Funny podcast on there as well. Two of the closest individuals I know in my life, which is why we want to separate them today. Boys, (laughs) movies in a minute works like this. You will each separately have a minute on a clock. Uh I to you. So, Nate, you're going to go first. Okay. I will describe as many films as possible in that 60 seconds without naming any famous actors, without obviously naming the title, any famous quotes from it. If you don't know, you pass, because a lot of the movies on the list I haven't seen. Oh, God. Same deal, guys. <laughs> Jimmy at the end. Hopefully you can knock him off. Uh, oh, Nate, God. You know what? Okay. The best thing to do when you don't know what you're doing is just try your 60 seconds. It starts now. Uh, oh, a bloke grows a beard because the plane crashed. Passed away. Goes, yes. Uh, oh, I've disappeared with a fart because I'm, you know, I've, uh, uh, if I've... Disappeared with a fart? Yeah, yeah, okay, you know, in the breeze. Pass, pass, Okay, pass, it's pass, gone pass. with the wind. Oh, mutant people, mutant people that get Teenage together. Teenage Ninja it's, Turtles. It's like that, but a bit more adult. they got uh, powers. X-Men, yes. X-Men. Uh, the, the, the girl, she touches herself with the crucifix. Uh, her head uh, spins Exorcist. Up. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm a dark cat. I'm not a... Uh, no. Cat dog. What? No, no, duck. like, like <laughs> a duck, a duck cat. A duck, dark. Donald duck. Duck. No, it was in dark. Pass, it was in, okay, pass. Black Panther. Uh, Black 
Okay, think Connery, the first word of Connery. that, that Shaun of the yeah. Dead. Yes. Shaun of the Dead. Okay, uh, when I want you to shut up and turn all the noise off, I need to be in a... And it's he's, a quiet place, yes, quiet place. Yes, uh, uh, a bird is over the top of my head. It just a bird went... one slide over the cuckoo's nest. Yes. Uh, uh, teletubbies, <laughs> think of the Teletubbies. You got... Uh, you Baby, Poe. Po. Po. No, Poe, Poe, the other Poe's one. Poe's cooking Not adventure. Dipsy. Not Dipsy, the next one. The La La, yeah, La, yeah. La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> How many was that, Luke? Seven. Holy hell. Nothing's better than the, what was it? The dark Seven. cat. <laughs> the dark cat. Black Panther. I'm sure it's a great film. <laughs> the dark cat. Oh, I'm, I'm right. pretty sure. Oh, and the, the, what, the fart one? <laughs> I've gone with the wind. <laughs> I think at one point yeah. when you were talking about po- when the Teletubbies, I, I think I said Poe's Cooking Adventures. Cooking Adventures. <laughs> Which sounds like a great spin-off. All right. <laughs> Seven to beat. Jim, Seven are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, mate. Here we go. Uh, think of an ex-comedian with Triple M, no longer with us, uh, of the Mooney variety, his first name. Uh, uh, Lawrence. Yeah, La- but he's in, he's yep. in, he's over Lawrence in of Arabia. the UAE. Yep. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, uh, Peter, as in the guy that doesn't ever want to go up, his, his last yeah, Peter bit. Pan. Yep, so, so just use that word, like a maze. Put that together with the maze. Pan, pan, pan pass. Okay, pan's labyrinth. Uh, quiet sheep. Young ones. Quiet, quiet sheep. Really uh, quiet. Lamps. Yes. Lamps. Uh lamps. Uh, the deadly sins between six and eight. Uh, greed. No, you yep. idiot. Yeah, yeah, as in the movie called Sick Between Six and Eight. Uh, it's seven, oh seven, my seven. God. Uh, uh, think of what's the famous thing Rocky yells out? He yells uh, out big Stella. Yeah, okay, so if I was really into that person. Stella. Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, oh. If the zombies were to come, you'd call it a zombie what? Like if they zombie were to t- apocalypse. Yeah, so if that was happening at this moment, it would be... Uh, apocalypse now. Yeah. Uh, all right, a dream within a dream within a dream. It's Inception. Yeah, I- I'm not going forward to the past because I'm going... Back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many? They got, he got Elliot, seven. It's yeah. a tie. Of course it is. <laughs> You can't separate you can't. them. You said you'd separate we, us. We can't do that. They are the best in the business. They live on listener. Jimmy and Nate, the Born Funny podcast as well. Always a pleasure, gents. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, we love, mate. You. love you. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Posing the question to you today, Queensland, on one triple three five three. What did you get in the paper for? This could have been as a, a young boy or girl. This could be a recent story. As obscure as possible, the better, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I, I actually told you the other day, I've been a bit nostalgic this week, producer Luke. Um, I, I've been rummaging through some old boxes. I found my most improved trophy from footy from way back in the day. Yep. But I found an old article I'd kept from uh, the Torres News, which is the, the newspaper for the Torres Strait. Um, I spent most of my childhood on Thursday Island and I was part of a swim club there and they'd always post the kids that were doing the best at swim club uh, results-wise, you know, the ones that were getting better, all that kind of thing, posting PBs. And to me, that was amazing, the idea that my name could be in the paper. The issue was I was not a good swimmer so and I just I couldn't find ways to improve, all that kind of thing. So (laughs) I went to one meet. And on purpose, I swam at about 20% capacity uh-huh. and I logged awful times yeah. to the point where I reckon it was a few minutes every lap. There was people that wanted to leave. I was taking that long. 
And then the next week... You're Eric the Eel. Yeah, I am. I, the next yeah. week I swam as turbocharged as I could. Yeah. So the whole next edition of the Taurus News and what I have now is Elliot Lovejoy has the best PB that we've ever seen Stop because he went, it. he improved his 50-metre freestyle by 29 seconds, improved this. <laughs> uh, it, was amazing, it was a whole spreadsheet to me just being a big, fat fibber. And for, it was outstanding. And you still came sixth in all those races. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> but for me... That was so special, and, and I reckon there'd be a lot of people that flashing back. Yeah, again, maybe you're in there as a kid, as an adult. One triple three five three. What'd you get in the paper for? I um, I was a nerd in school, which should come as no surprise. You're a nerd really. now. Uh, so the Yarra Rangers free free press leader. I was in that. The what? The oh, Yarra, that's a paper. Sorry, the, the, yep. pa- the paper. Um, I was in that because I'd made it to the final three of the regional division. Of the National Spelling Bee. Oh. <laughs> Did you finish third? No, I came second, actually. Congratulations. I, um, I, yeah, I didn't make it through. The girl who won ended up going through to the national one, which is on TV and everything, and, and that was cool. But, yeah, no, I didn't get there. All right, one triple three five three Queensland, why'd you end up in the paper? Not always good stories. I can remember a, a very public spat that a friend of mine and his partner had. Um, there was some squabbling over who maybe transmitted something and she actually put oh. an ad in the paper saying John Doe will call him it was yeah. you that gave me that anyway oh. that's not a good paper story 13353 Queensland why did you end up in the paper towns all first up we're putting together the paper Steph you featured in there what was the story I actually found my five minutes of fame through yep. a pig <laughs> Okay. Yep. <laughs> so I was on my way to work, um, to a job interview actually, and yep. I saw a pig jump out the back of a ute in front of me. Yep. And it's running down the side of the highway. I get out in a pencil skirt and high heels, chase this pig into the bushes, and manage to collect it in my car. I take it to a vet. Uh, family adopts it, and then a couple years later, it came back in the paper, and there was a massive write-up because it had been stolen. And it talked about how the pig had been rescued by a girl who picked it up on the side of the road, and now it's missing, and the family really misses it because it's their family pet. So, yeah, that was my five minutes of fame. Steph, I hazard to ask, did you ever find out if the pet was reunited after that? It was reunited. Oh, okay. I've got another story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple dip there, Steph. I reckon there would have been a stage, thanks for your call, Steph, where she's out of the car in the pencil skirt where she's starting yeah. to run in the scrub where she thinks, oh, I, I should turn back now. This oh. is not for me. Um, we're going to go to Jen on one triple three five three. Again, we're putting together these newspaper clippings. You ended up in the paper. What was it for? Uh, having the messiest bedroom in my town. <laughs> Where where it was or is your town? Mackay. And this is when you were five or six year old or twenty years old. Hang on, twenty. You would. (laughs) Was this a competition? I don't understand this, Jen. (laughs) My sister worked at the paper and was complaining (laughs) that I never cleaned my room, and so they did a advertising special for skip bins, and and I was the promo. Were you aware this was going in the paper or was it an unpleasant surprise? I was aware. Okay. Well, at least that's so. You know what we need to do is get, and thank you for your call, Jen. We need to get some of these clippings and put them together in a best of Queensland paper edition. A rush hour paper. All right. Uh, let's go to Gladstone. Finish us off, Michelle. What were you in the paper for? 
I actually made the front page of the paper because we went up to collect our kids' stuff and somebody started throwing stuff. So, And then a fellow come down the road of machete. I've turned around, I've walked back towards him, pushed him. He said, don't effing touch me. So I turned around, I punched him in the head. <laughs> don't make the front page of the paper. <laughs> I think you'd make the front page of a lot of papers for that, yeah, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, hang on, can we, I just want to slow down if we can because that was... Uh, you were collecting your kids' stuff, did you kids say? Stuff, yeah. And yeah, then there was a man somewhere that with... That was throwing, yeah, throwing stuff down the road, the kids' stuff down the road. Where, where had then, he, where, sorry, where had he got the kids' stuff to throw it? I don't quite understand that part. Because the kids were actually staying, stayed up there for a week, up at the friend's place. Right. And, yes, that's how it all happened. And, and he was, he was a... boyfriend, it was a new boyfriend, you see, and... He didn't like kids much, so he threw all my kids' stuff out the door and down the road. So we went up to collectors, and then he decided to come down with a machete. So, yeah, I sort of shocked him a bit when I punched him. He just stood there and looked at me for a few seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Michelle, I, I actually, and this never happens, I have no words. That's, um, I'm going to have to do some Googling and read that story at some stage. Uh, well, congratulations to you and your right hand, and, and thanks for joining us on the Rush no, Hour this afternoon. The left hand, oh, actually. the left, of course it was, the jab. Yeah. Good on you, Michelle. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. Joining us today, and this could be a permanent thing, we bring this bloke in, AB's kicked to the curb forever. Uh, one of the great up-and-coming comedians in Australia, you know, he's, he's worked with some incredible talents like Kitty Flanagan, your Tom Ballard, your Dave O'Neill's, your Joel Creasy, he's a whole heap more. If you're a TikTok user, which is something I'd... I won't lie, I'm still getting my head around. You might have seen him there. Uh, he served our country too in the military. Oh, so many amazing stories. Jared Goundry joins us. Hello, mates. Thank you for having me back in Townsville, where it all began, you, some would say. You were saying that you were posted here uh, between 2006 to 2012. Yeah, otherwise oh. known as the Mad Cow Golden Days. <laughs> Boys. Yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah. then, but uh, oh, yes. the floor was stickier than normal. <laughs> and I can't wait to get back. I mean, I don't know where to start with you, Jared. So let's let's go to your time in the military yes. before you got to where. What were you doing? Were you were you always based in, in towns? How did you fall into that? Uh, I joined the army by mistake. I was in the city. No, no, no joke. I, uh, I was in the city of Perth. Nothing to do in Perth. Yeah. Um, I was meeting my mum for lunch because I'm a good kid. She sent me a message. She said, I'm going to be an hour late. I right. said, all right, nothing to do in Perth. <laughs> Standing in front of a army recruitment centre, I literally walked in and uh, this one bloke, he just lied through his teeth to me. And he said, do you know how many girls you could get if you are in the army, mate? And six weeks later, I was in a shower with 87 blokes. It was yeah. great. And <laughs> I just did it to get out of Perth, really, a bit of adventure. And uh, they sent me to Townsville. I'd never been to Queensland at all. Hadn't re- you don't hear about much in Western. Australia. You don't hear about the rest of Australia in right. WA. Yeah. We just talk about ourselves and Bali. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sent me to Queensland and I was like, all right, cool. This is, What's this stuff? They're like, these are, these are poking machines. I was like, wow, this place is, <laughs> the culture is rich and thick. And I uh, loved my time up here. It was, Townsville was a great place. Yep. The weather was crazy. And I, well, I came from surfing every day in Western Australia. So I'd packed two surfboards. And then, not, not a lot of that. Not a, no, no. Nah. And I was, I looked on the, on the map. I was like, there's a beach. Yeah. There's an <laughs> yeah. island. I'll be surfing every day. Nah, nothing. And uh, loved it up here. It was fantastic. I was in. I was up in Townsville for my 36 now, 18 to 25. I was up here, so you'd be young, a formative young man. years, formative years. Some would say, especially yeah. in the military. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I know <laughs> Townsville's got an interesting uh, sort of uh, relationship with the, with the military boys, mainly because 80% of us are knobheads. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> boys, I'm, are we getting any, are we getting not, any I'm not agreement? Of, I'm not <laughs> touching that. I love everyone that serves this country. Um, Spoken so, like someone on the fence, <laughs> on a cyclone fence. Tell, tell me, you, your exit from the military... How did that come about? And, and also, why did you choose something even more high stress by going into the world of being a professional chef? Oh, I'm an idiot. I just okay. I, I like terrible jobs. I like yeah. working on my feet. I mean, being a, I just left the military after seven years. I became a chef because I was that was something I was really passionate about mm. cooking on the weekends. I was that kind of dude that everyone went around his house and cooked up a you know was, had tweezers and like little micro herbs <laughs> and flowers with a bunch of infantry boys, and they're like, yeah, okay, this is real manly. <laughs> and uh, left my time in the military. No qualms there. Just wanted to do something. different different and um yeah just became a chef it's being a chef's exactly the same as being the military so you know it's a you wear a uniform everyone's got tattoos yeah. <laughs> less knives everyone yells at each other and so horrible hours horrible hours and everyone drinks it's the same yeah. thing it's same 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 and um did that for another seven years and then there was this uh open mic comedy night a couple of doors down mm. from where i used to work and it was on a tuesday night you could write your name down it was a train wreck and uh, me and the chef boys used to go down and watch the disasters that happened there we used to go down there and watch people bomb just for fun drink beers and watch people bomb in front of us and then we watched that i watched that for about eight weeks straight and in the back of my brain i was like i think i can do that i reckon i can be you just as terrible yeah, as okay. these people <laughs> 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 and i uh, so i don't know what happened signed my name down once it went horrible bombed and bombed really really badly i went the next week i said i'm going to do it again then the third time i was like if this doesn't work i've given this outrageous activity a go and yeah went all right and just never stopped yeah. seven years later and then I've been full-time for about 12 months now, so it's been amazing. So at the moment, Jared is touring around Queensland, by the way, eventbrite.com.au. You can work out yourself whether you think he bombs or not. I think that would be an unpopular opinion these days. Um, <laughs> the show itself, and Luke was telling me before too, I mean, you've gone through some things in your life from the military to, to being a chef, one of the most outrageous one. Am I correct in saying recently diagnosed with something I have, which is lactose intolerance? Oh, mate, I tell you what, when you are a comedian, don't you give the vegans a hell. You yeah. just, they are <laughs> easy targets. And, uh, you know, as you get a little bit older in life, yeah. I started to feel a little bit more terrible. And I went to the doctors, went to the nutritionists, mm. and they're like, you can't. You got to give up what you love the most, and now mm. you know I've put on a vegan diet. <laughs> and life has a cruel, yeah. cruel mistress, isn't oh. it? Sometimes, and uh, yeah, talk about my time in the military. Talk about being a chef. Yep. Talk about you know coming of age and growing up all through that, and sort of talk about veterans' mental health as well. And then tied in, in between that as well is uh, the fact that I got to give up dairy. When That's did, the most serious issue of all. Because, and, and I actually feel like an asshole that we have this at the moment. So there's a couple of ways that we can play this. But producer Luke doesn't do much, uh, okay. but he, he was out today and he did stop by Townsville's Best Bakery and Townsville's Best Vanilla Slice. Well, I, well I've got a theory because I don't think Townsville would have a good one yeah. because I, I've been travelling all over Australia. I've found a, co- a yeah. connection Yeah. All right. that yeah. the – because yeah. – uh, oh, has it? I've got a pink top on it's it. It's got a pink top. That's controversial. It's the uh, – <laughs> So I was told okay. by Belinda in the office 
this. Yeah. That uh, the pink top means it's OG. It's it's the legit shit. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and this is apparently the best vanilla slice in Townsville. Okay. So, so there's a couple what, of ways what? before you manhandle it, Jared. There's sure. a couple of ways we can play this, right? Being lactose intolerant myself, yeah. I, I know after I eat something like this, I understand how it plays out in the the toilets here at work. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've got the night off, so this is fine. Well, here's the thing. If you're happy to take the pain, I'll go down with you, the sinking Titanic together, or <laughs> in a moment of magic, we could toss out the best vanilla slice in potentially Queensland. No, it can just go in the bin. Absolutely not at all. I mean, first thing, looking yep. at it, custard looks good. Yep. Pink top, I always think that's controversial. Yep. I come from Victoria, where we're a white top kind of people. Yep. Sometimes they do the dusting as well. well that's You know you've had a good time, because right, right. after you've eaten that, you look like you've been in a nightclub <laughs> yeah. all night. Um, but I'm up for it, but I was... I what I was saying is I, I found something traveling around trying all the vanilla slices yeah. is that is usually the shit of the town, yeah. the better the bakery. Right. So I reckon Townsville's quite good. So right. I'm not, I don't have high hopes on this. Okay? <laughs> okay. Because one of the best vanilla slices is in Parramatta in Sydney, yeah. and that place sucks. Yeah, that is a stinger of a hole. <laughs> oh, I would just quickly say your partner is in the studio today with us. She is shaking her head at the vanilla slice idea. I imagine she's we, sharing a bed with you later. Yeah, and also a bathroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Hotel rooms are not very big. Yeah. <laughs> Only if you're sure we'll whack into that. Okay, yeah, let's try to take a bite. Uh, where is it from? What do you know the name is, of the bakery? Uh, it's from Mel's Pies and... Uh, Mel's. Mel's. Does Mel, Mel work there? Or Mal. M-A-L. Oh, Mal. Mal. Shout out to Mal. All right, ready? We take Mel's a bite. Mel's Pies in Anoomba in Townsville. Um, he's tucked in. Oh, that topping. It's got a flavour of its own. This is like two in one. It's almost like cherry. That's a good 8.5 out of 10. I that can one see there. your Mal's... stomach swelling already too. That is outstanding. Yeah. Mal, that's good. I yeah. didn't have high hopes for uh, for Townsville, <laughs> but I think I've been... I've been, uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty pleasantly surprised with that. Again, it's eventbrite.com.au. You can find Jared's shows there. Before we, we let you go, you mentioned something quickly before. That is something important you do. Um, I don't know if you've re-found a bit of kinship with, with the military through your shows, but you're still working pretty closely with organisations there. I left the military. I didn't even think about it. I just went off and did my life. It was something that I did, I did young I don't, you know, don't dwell on the past too much. Just yep. had a new life. Started doing comedy. You need to talk about stuff in comedy. So once I uh, finished teasing all the vegans and all the easy targets, I was like, <laughs> you know, I want to get real. And I had this chapter of my life that I didn't really speak about much or and it was quite funny every time I talked about it at the pub. People were like, is that really true? Mm. Or like, and I just talk about all the silly stuff. You know, if you go to any bookstore and you look in the military section, there's like the hero of this and it's the hero of that. And I'm like, no, nah, I slept in a puddle and cuddled my mate. Like, it's uh, <laughs> that's what I talk about. And um, started doing this at comedy shows and people were really liking it. So I thought I'd double down and do a bit more. And then I did the Melbourne International Comedy Festival for the first time and did a whole run, sold that out, which is fantastic. But every single night that I did shows, veterans came and they were like saying thank you to me for just doing this or something and just talking about it to regular old people. Mm -hmm. And then weirdly I became like a little bit of a unofficial leader in a community mm. that I didn't realise that I was really a part of. And it's been the most rewarding part of being a creative, being an artist and touring around and doing this outrageous life. And, and, and am I right in saying that a little bit from your shows too does go to a, a veteran society? Absolutely. Or? So uh, ANVAM, which is Australian National Veterans Arts Museum, these guys uh, essentially do art therapy for vets who yep. are struggling, but they also exhibit veterans' work. So I work with them and... 
they put these together, these art shows, and there's a whole bunch of veterans in Australia, especially the old boys in Vietnam that didn't get treated too well. They go to their back shed, they do these masterpieces, and no one ever sees them. And these Anfam grab these spaces and put mm. them on display, put them into government buildings. And th- the look on these people's faces and their families' faces of pride when they get their work exhibited for the first time. It changed my life when I saw it and when they helped me out when I first started. So now that I'm at the point where I can do this for a job and full time, yep. I just want to give back to someone that gave me so much. Okay. Well, once more, it's eventbrite.com.au. Jared Goundry's live shows there. In fact, one coming up in Townsville tomorrow night. You can head along if you're there, heading up to Cairns as well. Other dates online as well. Uh, first of all, thank you for your service, Jared. And, thank and, you. and thanks for joining us on the Rush Hour too, mate. Been a delight. Thanks for having me.